Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. I might create a new game. I looked at creating a game that just had four pockets on. I looked at the table, we started playing it. I went, you know what, I like this. It's a cross between Paul and Snooker. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Now, mental health in sport, particularly in high-performance athletes, uh, is a topic that's been getting a lot of attention of late. But supports for the mental well-being of sports people isn't being reactive to mental health issues when they arise, but rather implementing the support measures to prevent them. Uh, Cricket Ireland, supported by the Irish Cricket Association, has recently introduced a series of mental health supports and access to therapeutic services for their players through the organisation Inspire, one of the largest providers of workplace well-being in Ireland. So we wanted to touch on this and uh, just the work that's being done in cricket behind the scenes to help uh, athletes at the top level deal with I guess the pressures of the sport and, and, and everything that comes with it. So delighted to have George Dockerell in studio with us, the Irish cricket player. How are you keeping, George? Yeah, good, thanks. It's been a number of years. We were just chatting during the ad break there. You've, you have been in here before, but it's been a while. It probably looks a li- slightly bit different. Yeah, a bit of a change up, I think, probably four or five years ago. Uh, we were in here before a series against England, so it's nice to be back. You're travelling to, are you travelling to England tomorrow? Yeah, no, we're heading over to play um, Essex in a warm-up game first, um, and then on to Lords as well, playing England in a test match. So mm. exciting next uh, couple of weeks. You've been, you've been really at the top of your game the last couple of years. Like, do you feel like you're in, in your prime at the moment? Yeah, look, I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I've probably quite a unique career in the fact that I've switched from being a bowler mm. to, to more of a batter. Um, I lost my contract for, for a little bit in the middle of that period as well. Um, so I think coming back and, and kind of feeling like, right, I'm going to make you know, every, every last bit of this count mm. um, has definitely helped me. So I've, I've really, really enjoyed my cricket, I think, the last couple of years. Health as well, where it's like, you know, you have to contextualise, actually, I need to make the most of this. Like. Definitely, yeah. And just trying to be a bit more present. I find whenever I look a year or two years in advance, I find it quite hard to mm. um, then actually enjoy the, the trip I'm on. So I suppose, yeah, my attitude's been a little bit more enjoying each, each trip as maybe my last time there, mm. maybe my last game. Um, and with that attitude, it's 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 been going really well. You would have represented Ireland from is it under thirteen level onwards? So like you have, it's not like you are a a late blossomer. You have been a a prodigy from from a pretty young age. Yeah, like I would have started, um, you know, within the system at at thirteen, and, and came into the national team at seventeen as well. So um, had quite an early start. Um, you know, had, had a few issues maybe in the middle. Um, where I was trying to f- you know, work out things within my game um, but as I said then being able to come back into the squad now um, and see how much cricket's changed even in, in these last 12 years 13 years mm. with, with, with the Irish team it's uh, been amazing and I've really enjoyed it Wait, w- w- Were you considering quitting the sport when you didn't get that contract that time? Um, you know I needed to do some other things outside I had my data science degree at DCU so I went on and did a little bit more work with that um, I took an internship in, in data analytics um, You were in twice for other schools or are you still there? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so with PwC so again I um, you know, went away for a little bit um, got a taste I guess of, of the other side of things mm-hmm. and, and, and once I'd finished my degree which was last year um, I guess now it's like trying to make the most out of my cricket then um, and knowing that look that is there for me when I finish um, but yeah look it definitely helped me I think to take a little bit of pressure off um, off the cricket and realise that at the end of the day it is still sport um, and trying to play with that attitude this, this is a stupid question but can you marry that analytics and sport yeah and look we've we've really changed our approach I think in terms of um, you know our attitude towards cricket even just as a national team Scott Irvine our analyst is, is brilliant in, in terms of the information and insights he gives us 
Um, again, if I could move into that after yeah. after playing, it'd be, do, it'd be do, fantastic. Does he, does he feel a little bit like uh, Jesus? I better say this. Like, I better sound good here, or George is going to call me out. <laughs> no, not at all. I think I probably pick up more from him um, cool. than that. So, look, I love a lot of the information that we get now. Cool. Um, cricket's becoming a lot more data driven, and I think the nature of the game, the way it is, play after play, and it resets mm. every time, means it's a, a lot more open to being analysed. Um, so look, it's a really interesting area, and look, maybe that's something I could get into after I go. There is that Netflix stuff. Jeez, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Following George around, <laughs> we we've spoken on, on the show plenty of times about League of Ireland players, uh, especially younger players, and and heading over to England or, or staying here. I know Brexit has kind of changed that a little bit uh, for young players, but for you, you made a debut, I think, for Ireland at senior level at seventeen, and you obviously went over to England then to cut your teeth in, in English county cricket. I guess that's. Is that the only pathway for for really talented international level Irish cricketers, or are there other ways you can go about it? It was when I was younger. Um, you know, it was a slightly different landscape. Um, you know, the change in the rules now means that if you're playing in England um, as an Irish cricketer, you're an overseas player. Right. Um, so the opportunities are different, and now all the all the young players are now developing their game in Ireland. Um, you know, and, and it's a very different landscape. I think a lot of the young cricketers have to develop their game in international cricket. Mm-hmm. And that's incredibly tough and, and incredibly mentally challenging. But we're seeing with the likes of Josh Little, who's at mm. the IPL right now, um, over in India, um, Harry Tector, Lorcan Tucker, who have come through that Irish system mm. without the use of the English um, setup, that we can create, you know, brilliant cricketers um, on the island of Ireland. And slightly unique way of way of doing it. As I said, a lot of it's kind of um, being in at the deep end and learning on your feet. But mm. we've shown that it's possible, and, and I think that's really promising for Irish cricket. What's been the highlight for you, uh, career-wise, from an international perspective? Like, is there a when people ask you that question, is it a an obvious moment that stands out? Not really. I think it's been you know different moments along the way. You know, beating England in 2011 in that World Cup was Not bad. Was was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but again, beating England last year in the T20 World Cup was quite special with a you know new group of players mm. trying to play a slightly different, more attacking brand of cricket. Um, you know, playing our first test matches and, and seeing how we've we've pushed cricket in Ireland um, from where it was when I started um, and to where it is now and the supports that the young players have and even the opportunities, like I said, to see the Tectors, the Tuckers, the Littles, mm. you know, fly the flag around the world um, with the world's best. So um, I think that shows that we're in a much better place than when I started and, you know, being able to see that's been pretty fun. I have to say, I do like, I do love the mixture of people on the Irish cricket team. Just, it's almost like all walks of life, really, like north and south just thrown together and seems to be like this necessary harmony out of just like respect and love for each other and cricket, like. Yeah, and look, it's you know it's an all island sport, mm. um, and you know I play with guys in the team who who have been playing against underage cricket, under 11s mm. all the way through, mm. um, and so it is fantastic in that sense, and and we have a great makeup within the squad, um, so hopefully that continues. You mentioned there uh, the, the desire and and the reality now of, of Ireland playing a more attacking brand of cricket. What does that translate to in in actual terms, and how does that how does that develop over a couple of years? Like what what needs to happen in order for that to happen? I guess a lot of it was the messaging um, from top down, so from the coaches, from the captain, and then from the players buying into that. Um, you know, in simple terms, with our batting, it was going out there and, and taking it to the opposition, kind of no matter what, what position you're in, um, and making sure that you back your options and, and, and take them. Now, it does mean that when you try and play that way every now and then, you fail, and, mm. and, and, and you know, you probably fail spectacularly when you do fail, but mm. it means that you're trying to win and you give yourself the best chance to win every game. Um, I think once you're trying to play that way, you learn. And that's what I found, that I probably wasn't doing that in my earlier stages of, of batting in international cricket. Mm. But 
once I put myself under more pressure in the games I did fail quite a few times but eventually you do you know work things out mm. um, and as a group we've seemed to do that quite, pretty well the last last 12 months you mentioned there that the supports that are there for younger players now and that's what we wanted to, to, to touch on today is that the Cricket Ireland are, are leading the way in many ways in terms of the, the supports there for, for, for its athletes and I know they're working alongside as I said Inspire as well and it is tough I can imagine for, for athletes at the elite level because you're as you say you're balancing life family sport keeping yourself in good shape um, and demands from elsewhere as well even as you say when, when you lost your contract like that, that takes its toll mentally yeah, it does. I guess, look, athletes, you know, the highs are high, the lows are low. Um, I think that's something that, that all athletes can understand. I think within cricket, you know, we have some unique pressures in terms of how long our tours can be at times. So we were on a seven, eight week trip to Bangladesh and Sri Lanka uh, through the winter. And if you're away from your family, your friends, your support network, um, and if, if times are tough through that, I think that can really challenge your resolve. Um, so look, working on your physical um, health and, and, and on your skills and your game is so important but also you know your mental health too um, can be at just as important especially when those times are tough so um, Cricket Ireland are aware of that um, as of the ICA and, and hence you know they've, we have access to the Inspire support service um, which is fantastic for all of us I think Shane this is important so like, it wasn't really reported on recently but Damien Duff is doing a, a I don't know I think Shells had won a game recently but he was doing some sort of interview afterwards post-match interview the normal stuff just out of nowhere he just mentioned Ben Curtis from Drada who's taken a step back from the game to look after his mental health yeah and it wasn't much reported on, but this is complete outlier stuff. This just doesn't happen. And the bravery of that kid to do that, because the natural inclination must be just get on with it or at least come up with some other excuse. Yeah, and look, it is um, something that we're seeing more and more across you know, a variety of different sports, which is you know, great. I think that people are understanding that there's times when you, know, you need a physical break. Um, and, and similarly, sometimes you know your mental health. Mm. Um, you know, it's so important that you need to you know keep keep an eye on that. Again, a lot of the stuff we're talking about with Inspire and a lot of these mechanisms, I guess, trying to avoid you know getting to that point. Mm. Um, and it can be across a kind of you know a wide range of services for, for whatever different people need. But um, again, a lot of it I think comes from trying to have those things in place. Um, you know, before those issues arise, mm. um, and we're aware of it. You know, we speak about it before that last trip. We knew this is going to be a tough tour, and, and um, you know, our captain Andy Balburnie is fantastic. That the first thing he said at the start of the trip is, "This is going to be a tough trip, and whenever you need my door is open, you know, come and talk because you're going to have that point in this trip where uh, where you need to." And, and we are good as a group um, at discussing those things and, and, and staying together. Yeah, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's normal. Like, I don't know is that like that's for Andy to say that like. Because it's brilliant, like. it, it, it's it's yeah. it's paradoxical as well. It's like it's not consistent with like say if you're a rugby player, the hits you're taking physically, hit hit it, just get on with it. But like, there's another side to it as well. Yeah, and look, I think cricket is is such a mental game. Um, I've found the biggest you know growth I've had has always been mental. It's always been actually just sitting down and thinking about mm. what I'm trying to do and, and working on more kind of coping mechanisms under pressure, uh, clarity around what I want to do. Um, and even just being in a better headspace in the morning of big games, I mm. find has been the biggest thing I can do as opposed to training the day before. Mm. Um, so look, it is it is a big area that we're aware of. Um, again, cricket, there's a lot of failures within there, um, especially with batting. 
um, and there's a lot of luck involved too so I think you need to have that resilience and you need to have those mechanisms for, for when times are tough because they will be at some stage <laughs> what sort of coping mechanisms have you have you kind of learned for pressure over the years because I, I suppose when you're as I said 17 coming into the Irish team it's different to to the George Doctrine now you know it's completely I'd imagine psychologically especially different so what sort of coping mechanisms have you kind of brought into your your career to, to make life easier yeah look there's a lot of different things um, reframing is one of the most simple ones that I've used under pressure um, I know, I'm not sure who it was early on who spoke about this but you know reframing anxiety or um, stress around games into excitement um, you know those huge games are what I used to mm. fear um, when I, maybe when I was 22 or 23 um, those big moments but then I realised look when I finish this game I'll, you know, I'll give anything to be back out in the middle of a game <laughs> you know, under pressure having been hit for a six out of the stadium and I have to you know, come back again and, and, I, I, and I think that's really really relevant like say like Shane's sister was on the late late lately singing and I, I did think about what is that like mixture of fear and excitement at the start <laughs> and being able to turn that maybe slight anxiety and I'm paraphrasing here but into wow this is an opportunity like yeah and, and look it is because again I'd rather go out and get hit for six sixes <laughs> or have failed at the highest level um, in that arena then you know not do it mm. um, and I know that when I finish playing cricket when I'm you know a bit older and a lot more grey mm. I'll be thinking you know how amazing was it to go out and you know be in that moment at that time so again trying to um, keep reframing it like that I know I'm lucky I've played a lot of games for Ireland so I suppose I don't feel like I have a whole lot to lose if this were my last mm. year um, in that sense so I'm lucky I know with that but Again, just trying to enjoy it because um, it is incredible. It is sports still at the end of the day, so you're mm. trying to keep um, positive around that. And once you do that, I find then I also will play better. Um, most importantly, that's the fascinating thing is that we had Ronnie O'Sullivan in here last I was week. Going to mention him, yeah, actually, yeah. like he's spoken, you know, about Steve Peters and the work he's done with his psychologist over the years. And two of the things in his book that really stood out to me that, that he's used as as his little things of positive affirmation and the dimmer switch I think someone mentioned to him about a dimmer switch and how you can just light it for yourself as as you see fit it doesn't always have to be bright or dark and the other thing was the, the almost the, the overview effect or the helicopter effect of sometimes he said he's in a in, in a massive match at the crucible and he almost is can see himself from above and he's like oh this this doesn't matter it, it, it almost relaxes his body where he's like this is making himself at ease almost in the middle so it is that kind of thing that different sports people use different niche things to relax themselves at what should be a really stressful moment yeah and again it is so unique um to each player you know what you need for for that for that match and again i'm still you know finding ways to um to try and be at my best in those moments like it's not all um it's not all rosy i still learn every every week and and again you know nathan hartz our, our new spin bowling coach has been brilliant he's, he's given me a couple more techniques for for dealing with pressure and again it's been you know, mental uh, work as opposed to technical stuff. Um, so again, like I'm still learning the whole way through, and then you know you might find that those things work for you, and it also might change over time. So I guess it's you know just constantly working, trying to find new methods that that help you for for that time. The great thing is as well, there's no there's no end line for us. You don't reach a point in your career or in your life actually where you say, okay, I'm I'm mentally perfect now. You know, no one ever is perfect so it's like it's it's one of those things that you have to be consistently working on throughout your, your, your life and career with cricket I'd imagine because you're never going to get to the end point No and I think like a lot of what I try and do as well is, is even writing down little bits uh, bits and pieces because um, there's times when I might find a, a book where I've got a few notes 
mm. and it kind of re-triggered something within me um, that I was doing a few years before. Mm. Um, so I've started trying to write down a little bit more of my thoughts around those kind of things. And a lot of the time, then when I read them, sometimes it's positive affirmations or whatever, it, it can kind of bring me back to that moment where maybe I was playing a little bit better than I am mm-hmm. right now. Um, but yeah, I found that's really helped me, I suppose, the last last 12 months. Yeah, I'm impressed, to be fair, Cricket Ireland, those supports, and, and as you said, the Irish Cricket Association as well, and that's the thing that, that that impressed me when I was reading up on this in advance is that they they're seeing the player, the person behind the player. Whereas you know when we're watching these matches on TV, all we see is is the player. And you know, sometimes you can forget that all these people have have, have lives. We talk, spoke about it earlier with the Leinster players; they all have family there. We're bits after the match, you know. And that's probably an element of it that, that we don't think about with elite sports people. Like Katie probably Taylor as well, like Katie yeah. Taylor to come out of like her face is all over the paper, looking bruised and devastated. Like that's not easy for her to deal with for somebody who's used to winning as well. Like yeah, no, and, and look, it is. You know, I mean, it is a challenge. I think being an athlete, um, I think you know, I mean, you want to be people first and athlete second, and then you know that's how you want the, you know people to view you. And mm-hmm. I think look, cricket Ireland and the ICA, um, you know, have that whole view, and 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 hence we have access to this. You know, Inspire Support Hub, uh, which is fantastic, and and it's a nice range of services as well. Mm. It's, you know, I mean, it is quite bespoke to, to whatever different athletes need, and um, whether it's the phone line, uh, whether it's the on- online platform, or um, or therapy if needs be. So, um, it's fantastic to have that range of services because again, you know, you're people first and, and mm. athletes second, and, and it's pretty important to remember that. Mm. Absolutely. Listen, George, great to catch up. Uh, best of luck over in England as well, and. Uh, no doubt we'll we'll catch up again soon in the next next little while. Yes. Great to talk to you as always. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.